Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode number 142, Social Media and Body Image. You can check this podcast out anywhere you love listening to your favorite podcasts. Go to wideopenspaceswithelise.com. You can find out a little bit more about me. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. Now let's pop in our earbuds and let's take a ride together. I'm tired of my thoughts. They weigh me down. Feels like I'm drowning. I'm tired of my flaws. They fill me with anxiety. And I, honestly, I'm done with hating pictures of myself and trying to be like everybody else. I want to be, look like the girl in the mirror. Want to act like, dance like. No one's watching her. I could try to be just like you. But I want to be like me, the girl in the mirror, Bebe Rexa. This is the lyrics to Girl in the Mirror by Bebe Rexa. And I wanted to start out with these lyrics because as you can tell, social media and body image. And this song embraces how many people see themselves in the mirror and how their visions of themselves can be distorted and the pressure of trying to be like everybody else. Now history will show what popular body images, sizes, styles, changes throughout history. Back in Roman times, a larger voluptuous woman was considered the epitome of beauty, that she was wealthy and fed well And if you see the statues when you go to Rome, many, many of the women are very voluptuous. I mean, that would be great, right? If that's how the world was. And then I believe that things are cyclical. Things come and go and come back again. I mean, if you look at all the styles of clothing, these younger people wearing, it's what I wore in the 80s when I was their age. So it's all cyclical. I remember in the 1980s when I was growing up, the craze was laxatives and diet pills. Every magazine that you would see had skinny women on them, thin women on them. And so this is what the message is being sent. Now, after Roman times, we go to the 1960s. In the 1960s, there was a supermodel named Twiggy. She was from London, England. Twiggy made the cover of Vogue, and then she just took off. Twiggy was just like her name, very thin, androgynous looking. And many women did whatever they could to get thin like that, to wear the kind of clothes that she was wearing on the top of Vogue. And this was no different than when I was in the 80s, except they started to go to laxatives and diet pills try to take this fast way to get this weight off. I mean, every girl my age needed to fit into a pair of Jordache or Sergio Valente or Calvin Klein jeans. And it was hard to get your hips and your thighs and your rear into those jeans. And someone like me, whose weight's been up and down my whole life, who was born with hips and thighs and a rear, it was quite a challenge to get those jeans on. But that's what everyone was wearing. 
and that's what you need it to fit into. I even heard um, Brooke Shields talk about her commercials back then for Calvin Klein jeans and the message that it sent back then. And so we need to be quite aware of this. And, and now we move to the 2000s, where we are now. And I was happy, except for a small group of people, you didn't hear about people using laxatives. Diet pills kind of, I don't know, even if they existed in the beginning, 2001, 2002, there was a lot of them on the shelves, etc. And it's really hard to balance what you actually look like versus what we see in the media and what we're being exposed to. And like I said, when I was younger, it was mostly those magazines, all those teen magazines and wanting to be like those famous people. And so we all try to be something that we're not. I read an article by Media Smarts that says currently 50% of the ads that are found in teen magazines sexualize beauty and instill the message of minimal clothing and everything depends on the way you look to others. And this is where that body image thing starts at this young age of what we're supposed to look like, what clothes we're supposed to wear. And so the body image thing starts at a very young age. And I know as parents, it's frightening. Nobody wants their child to fall to an eating disorder. No one wants their child to have struggles with food and there are so many different types now beyond the, the bulimia and the anorexia that most of you know. There's many subtitles of different types of eating disorders and abuse of different things that help you to lose weight. So as a parent, the challenge is on. It's hard. And why is it harder than it was back when I was growing up, 1960s, 1980s? And even in the beginning of the 2000s, because we have social media. Now, social media has all its benefits. Obviously, social media is one of my main tools that I use for my podcast and blog. But social media can also be very dangerous. They were just in Congress this week with social media giants talking about the information that is on their platforms with the increased rate of suicide, et cetera, and trying to hold these companies and the heads of these companies accountable. Nothing's been done yet, but the conversation has been going on with these algorithms and what you are seeing. I mean, it's so hard as a parent. Because you have these kids that are in your kid's class and they already have a cell phone. Maybe they're in third grade. Well, you weren't planning on getting your kid a cell phone to middle school. But what do you do? Well, my friends have them. They all have them. I'm the only one who doesn't have them. Well, then you don't want your kid to feel left out. So then you say, okay, I'll get it for you, but just for emergency purposes or if you need to text me something. And so the door opens up. 
And now in school at a very young age, they're on computers. Now, of course, when they're searching the internet in schools, there's blocks, there's walls that they can't get past. Then they come home to do homework and they need a computer and the computer is open to them. And so as parents, our control of what information they're taking in and taking out of themselves is not as easy to control as it was years ago. And so what do you do? I mean, it's hard. It's a challenge. And I really got frightened this week because I'm seeing a trend on social media. And the trend is with all ages. It's not just children. And I'm going to go into that trend in a minute. But let's kind of backstep a little bit if you are a parent and you're worried about how your child sees themselves, male, female, they, them, what they see themselves as. The one thing we can do as a parent is control the narrative that they hear that comes from us. Sit down and watch TV shows or movies that have people with different shapes and sizes that are popular and famous that may not be wearing the it clothing. Sit down with them, let them see these things that they may not have picked naturally for themselves so that they can see that people come in all different shapes, colors, sizes, identifying themselves differently. So that's one of the first things you can do. Second thing is, and my weight's been up and down my whole life, is try not to talk about if you are on a, a food plan to lose some weight. Don't talk about it in front of your kids because then you begin to instill dieting. And if mommy dieted, well, then I should, could diet when I'm older or even now. So be careful with that as far as what, you know, sit down and watch what, you know, appropriate TV that gives them different avenues. Watch what you talk about. Don't make exercise seem like exercise. Just say, hey, I want to hear about your day. Let's go take a walk outside. When you start to say exercise, we start to shut down and we start to feel the pressure. And if you're telling me I need to exercise more, then obviously you're think that I'm overweight. And this vicious message starts to get fed to our youth. So we must be very careful as parents on how we handle this body image issue. And every child looks in the mirror and compares themselves to somebody else. It's just the nature of growing up and, and seeing the changes in your body and comparing them. I mean, you know, I have no breasts. This girl in class has big breasts. Why don't I have breasts? You know, I, no matter how much makeup I put on, I don't look as pretty as that girl that I saw that I see every day in the cafeteria. These messages, and then kids are mean on top of it. So you've really got to navigate this situation with body image, with young children, very carefully. Meaning you have to put thought in it because it doesn't come natural to us because we're critical of our own selves. So how do we not hand that down to our kids? 
And so in the process, you're growing and evolving also with your own body image by listening, calculating what you're saying, calculating what you're watching with them, calculating what you're doing with them, changing your own body image, sending your your mental capacity that you're okay the way you look as well, just like you're trying to tell your child the same. Now, I'm, I want to talk to you. You chose this podcast, Social Media and Body Image, because it caught your eye for personal reasons, I would assume. So let's talk about you and let's go back to that craze that I was talking about that I saw this week that scares the shit out of me. It's the laxatives and the diet pills. Again, remember how I said history repeats itself? Things are cyclical. Well, it's here and it's back. And it scares me because now it's taken to a different level. And what I saw as a therapist, as a mother of two daughters, uh, friends who have children that I consider like my own kids. What is out there on social media? I saw this girl who took laxatives over a few week period of time. She tried on the pair of jeans that she was wearing before she took the laxatives. Stretched it out the waist to show this huge amount of weight that she had lost in very, very short time by taking laxatives it gives makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up and diet pills they're doing the same thing i mean not only now do you hear about it like when i grew up well we saw some commercials we were exposed to some tv and magazines and we compared ourselves to the friends now the social media thing it's in your face it's in your face it's in your kid's face once your kid or you click on anything that has to do with weight loss, what happens? All of a sudden, your feed is filled with these weight loss trends and products. The minute you click on something like that, the algorithm clicks it in and there it goes. And your feed will be full of it. It's frightening. It's absolutely frightening. Now, when it comes to your kids, what can you do? I mean, you know, it sucks. You don't want to be the parent police, right? Let me see what you've been looking at on social media. Let me see your feeds. But what you can do is there are some apps where you can monitor their text messaging, their different um, platforms that they go on to monitor what's going on with them. And I think you can do a little bit of front work so they know that, you know, you're aware of these things. Talk about these trends that you hear. Tell them not to click on certain things so that they don't fill their algorithm with it. But you've also got to do some behind the scenes work. Now that's for your kids. But what about yourself? Same thing. Don't click. Laxatives, diet pills are the start of an eating disorder. Our brain chemistry begins to change. We see these results. You know, we're, now I can fit if I do this into these clothes that I see this beautiful actress wearing, clothes I've always wanted to wear. 
well, if I do these laxatives for like two months and this girl that I'm seeing on social media is lost, God, I could fit into those clothes. And in the process, you're destroying your body and you're creating a mental health issue that will carry on with you for the rest of your life. Social media is that powerful. Back to the dawn of time when there was Adam and Eve and they're standing under that apple tree and the snake is there and the temptation to eat this apple and Eve eats the apple. She cannot handle the temptation. It looks appealing. The color red is inviting. It's hanging on this beautiful green tree. Her mouth begins to water of what the taste of having this apple. And she takes it off the tree. She puts it in her hand and she bites. And then the realization of her with no clothes becomes aware to her that it is not natural to be this way and that I must clothe myself. My body must look a certain way. It must be protected and covered in a certain way. And so even from the beginning of time, body image awareness. And so social media is that apple. It's that apple. And you see this, like, I saw um, on, I think it was Instagram, Kelly Clarkson. It was not Kelly Clarkson's commercial or ad by any means. It was this dietary food pill supplement thing that they were advertising that she took and lost all this weight. Now, how easy it would be, oh my God, yeah, I've seen Kelly Clarkson lately. She looks great. I want to click on that and see what that is. That's all you had to do. And before you know it, the algorithm's taken hold, and this is what you consistently see. And in those ads, it begins a manipulation ploy. It's all about business, right? It's all about making money. I mean, there's that shot that everybody takes now. I mean, I know people that I've seen uh, in social media, in podcasts, it's talking about, you see it on TV, people taking it. I know people have taken it where you lose weight because it curbs your appetite. People are spending hundreds of dollars a month because of what they think their body image should look like. Now, I'm no stranger to body image issues. My weight has been up and down my entire life. If I eat well the night and day before, when I wake up, I'm in a good mood because I knew I did something healthy. When I've been on like kind of an eating thing, because let's say it's somebody's birthday and I was going to eat that one night and then it went to two nights. Well, when I wake up the next morning, I don't feel so great about myself. So I get the whole body image thing. And I'm not saying I haven't fallen into the traps over the years. I mean, I was going to Weight Watchers when I was in fifth grade. My parents took me. So weight and body image has been a big part of my life. I've never used laxatives, diet pills, nothing like that. I've always done normal type of food and dietary curbing and things like that. And a big thing is don't count your calories. 
you count those calories, you become obsessed with it. If you eat one thing over that calorie limit, the obsession starts. So stay away from that social media also, that calorie counting. It can be very damaging and, be, and cause that obsessive thought process to take hold of you. So what do we do? I mean, it's hard to not be exposed to these things. It's hard not to fall into the trap of this new style pants that you want to wear, but you need to lose 10 pounds to get into them. How can I do it quickly? We're only human. We want to look good to ourselves in the mirror and we want people. We're worried about what people think about us as well. And so this craze of looking and feeling a certain way, it all comes back. There's different body images. I mean, the world is changing a little bit. There is some positivity in this, separate from social media. Stores and magazines and TV shows are beginning to embrace the larger male or female. I remember when This Is Us came out. I was shocked. I mean, two of the characters met at a group therapy session for overeaters. But it was so real. I mean, like I said, I went to Weight Watchers. My my dad took me when I was in fifth grade. It was so real. And it, it could touch home with so many people. And yet there were family members in the same family who were thin. And so it had different diversity. And it's something that you could sit and watch with your kids if you want, older kids, and show them and see that people are real. And people struggle and learning how and in the end when the show was finished embracing the body that you live in there is no perfect body thin heavier it's what you feel comfortable in and who you are and who you are meant to be now if you haven't gone into like a victoria's secret lately I mean, Victoria's Secret, when I was growing up, was these thinny, thin, thinny, thin girls in these perfect lingerie and bra and underwear. And then they evolved into cute outfits. And it was the Victoria's Secret runway models and fashion shows. And, you know, if you were of a certain size, the things really didn't fit you in there. And you kind of felt left out because they really have some cute, beautiful things in there. But something happened. They've evolved. Yes, Victoria's Secret has evolved. And if you haven't gone in there, take a gander in. They have larger size clothing now, as well as the smaller size. They have mannequins who are thicker so that you can see how the plus size or larger size clothes It makes you feel welcome to walk into the store. I mean, I used to walk in with my daughters who were thinner. And here was I, who I felt, you know, I mean, according to science, overweight. And I didn't feel comfortable going in there. There was anything I could buy in there. But now I can. Now I can walk in with my daughters and go and get myself something. And not feel like I can't fit into that store. Only thin girls can fit to that store. 
So there's a tug of war going on. There's an acknowledgement by some big companies like Victoria's Secret and the magazines that are embracing different body shapes and not shaming people anymore that, not that those companies did, they didn't, but there were some companies that kind of made you feel shamed that you weren't fitting into these type of clothes. So that's evolved. But then we take back steps with the social media. Now, you know I love music and I love lyrics to music. And I'm going to share one more set of lyrics with you and then talk a little bit more on how you can utilize music with your own body image that's affected through social media. I'm beautiful in my way because God makes no mistakes. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. Don't hide yourself in regret. Just love yourself and you're set. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. Yeah, Lady Gaga. I mean, what a great message. I was born this way. This is who I am. Embrace it. Love your thicker self. Love your hair. I mean, I was bored with strawberry blonde hair. God, did I hate my hair for years. Now I embrace it because it makes me unique. And so my thicker self makes me unique and my blue eyes make me unique. And no, I don't look like that supermodel. And no, I can't wear those kind of clothes. But I can go on Amazon and find some damn cute clothes for myself that fit me just well. It wasn't easy getting to this point in my body image. And I'm not saying it will be easy for you. And here's something you can do with music. Create a body positivity song list. What does that mean? Again, you're going to have to do a little work, just like those TV shows I told you about looking for to watch with your kids. You've got to look up some songs that talk about body image, positive body image, or even if you're going through some other thing that has nothing to do with body image, Google songs that are about that. Create this body positivity song list. So when you look in the mirror that morning and you're feeling kind of gross, you don't like the way you look, you're bloated, nothing fits today, what am I going to wear to work? Get dressed, put your clothes on, get in the car, put in your earbuds if you ride a you know, public transit or the train, whatever it may be, and play your body positivity song list. So that message, that ick that we saw in the mirror is now being counter-programmed with your body positivity music list. Music through, I think music is magic, but according to science, it can decrease your anxiety, it can lift your mood, it can lower your blood pressure, and it can change the way that you feel about yourself. So what greater coping mechanism is to create a body positivity song list? Now, I can give you a few songs that are going that go on that list, like Effing Perfect by Pink is a great one. Rise Up by Audra Day. Good as Hell by Lizzo. Let's see what else I have here. Love Myself by Haley Steinfeld. My Skin by Lizzo. 
You can just Google these things and you can find these songs. Maybe it's your artist. Pink's my favorite artist. Effing perfect. You're effing perfect to me, her words say. So when you're feeling that weight, you've seen that social media shit, you feel awful in the morning, you go out with a group of friends and they all look a certain way and you feel you don't. Stop that thought process, like slap yourself in the face because you are beautiful with who you are because you were born this way. Embrace it. I fought it for years, but I'm embracing it's who I am and I can make myself look beautiful with who I am in the body that I am. And that is what I hope for you. And I hope I'm bringing this message to you because as great as social media can be, it can be detrimental to life, period. And we need to prevent that, whether it's with people you know in your life, your kids, or your own self. Take control of social media. Don't let social media control you and the way you look at yourself and your body image. And if it has already, you can counter-program yourself. And if it's really extreme, make sure you seek professional help. There are therapy groups that you can go to, support groups for eating disorders, for body image and social media. They're out there. Social media has been around long enough that we see the positive and the negative. I mean, people can be addicted to social media. And you've got to really take a good look at yourself. If you're saying right now, I, I don't really see any of that stuff. Oh, I don't really click on that stuff. Pay attention to what you're doing. Pay attention to where you're stopping when you scroll for a second. I'm telling you, the Kelly Clarkson thing, I stopped. I love her. And then I looked at it for a minute and I'm like, would Kelly Clarkson be talking about diet pills, really? And so I didn't click. So I have no idea whether she did or she didn't. I didn't want to know. She looks great. I'm happy for her. She looks wonderful. I'm sure she's happy, I hope, in her own body. But I knew if I clicked on it, I was in trouble. I knew what my algorithm and what my feed was going to show. And how would that be good for my mental health? That's where I take control. That's where you control it. You take control of your social media. Counter-program yourself when you are exposed to it. Through whatever means you feel can help you improve your body image. Thank you for joining me at Wide Open Spaces with Elise. Remember, positive thoughts always create positive energy. Go out and explore all those wide open spaces in your world. I hope it's getting a little warmer. We've still got some cool weather, but in Florida, that's when we really get out. And start having some fun with your social media. Let it lift you up, not bring it down. Go out and be your beautiful self. Ciao.